Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to reflect upon that sacred phenomenon known as drag. Our holy scripture today comes from the gospel according to RuPaul. Verily, RuPaul says unto us, we are born naked and the rest is drag. Can I hear an amen, an ah woman, and in all the others. Seventy years ago today, just about anywhere in this country, being lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, or gender non-binary was an affliction. If you had it, you and you and you were alone with it. You were an isolated individual, hiding your sickness out of necessity, possibly believing you were destined to become mad, criminal, insane, because that's what they called us, degenerates. But in the 1950s, despite how bleak those years were, we began to find one another. How did that happen? How could that happen? In some small town in New Jersey or Nevada or North Carolina, some butch lesbian stood outside a bar in her suit and her tie, or in her dungarees, slicked back hair, t-shirt with sleeves rolled up and a pack of lucky strikes inside. She stood outside that bar and some somebody drove by in a car and was scandalized. And she told her neighbors who told her neighbors. And one of those neighbors said, hmm, One of those neighbors stole down to that bar late one Saturday night to see that butch lesbian. One of those neighbors said, that's me too. Somewhere in some small town in Tennessee or Texas or Palo Alto or New Jersey, a drag queen performed at a local dive bar and got heckled and beat up in the parking lot afterwards. But word spread, and men who kept their desires hidden, they came down to see that drag queen perform. And they said, at first to themselves and then to each other, that's me too. And so they stood, butches and bull daggers, bull dykes, pansies, fairies, drag queens, drag kings, queers of all sorts, many of whom today would claim the words tra transgender, or gender queer or gender non-binary, identities not available to them at the time. They stood on street corners and outside bars, on stages and at the edges of parks. They stood and they claimed public space. In that space, others gathered. Gradually, we found one another. We formed communities. Those souls place their bodies on the front lines for all of us. In the process, they, cost, they caught the brunt of hostility, of harassment, of brutality. They heard the slurs. They felt the body blows. They were and are bashed, beaten, murdered in places all around this country and around this globe. 
Those men in what we call women's clothing, those women in what we call men's clothing, they use drag as a political tool. They took us from being isolated individuals destined to madness, to being communities destined to claim our place at the table, an ongoing project currently happening in bathroom battles across the country where transgender kids and adults are being denied safe places to pee. We are born naked and the rest is drag. In this holy scripture, RuPaul tells us that in fact, everything is drag. Even our mundane attire, our muggle wear, that t-shirt is drag, those jeans are drag, those pajamas are drag. There is Nordstrom drag, there is Macy's drag, there is Target drag, there is Ross drag, there is cop drag, administrative assistant drag, executive drag. Every hood has its own drag. Remove the scales from your eyes and you shall see that drag is as diverse and glorious as the creatures that walk this earth. When we understand drag in this way, we can see that it is a paradoxical force. We may put on this or that article of clothing, thinking to go about an ordinary day and that this article of clothing will tell people who I am. It may also tell me who I am. In that sense, my drag may not only cover me, but it may contain me. It may in fact become its own disguise, a disguise to reassure me that I am who I thought I was yesterday. Beware, do not fall into that delusion of believing that drag simply expresses. In fact, drag can also contain and it can also reveal. For drag, sacred drag is ungovernable. When we begin to play with drag, to explore with drag, to step outside our everyday with drag, we learn its mysterious powers. We may think that we can choose it, put it on, and it will just express who we are in a more playful way. But I am here today to tell you that can, it can also reveal us in unexpected ways. For that frivolous diversion may allow some other formerly unknown self to make itself known, may open a divine portal through which a new petal emerges and unfurls. Beware, drag is not governable. Rejoice, drag is not governable, as the ways of the Lord are not governable. Do we do drag or does drag do us? Beware there are galaxies within you and rejoice there are galaxies within you. We are born naked and the rest is drag. RuPaul tells us that everything is drag. And yet this special kind of drag, this drag that is more flamboyant, more playful, a departure from everyday wear, 
This drag that is performative, the role of this drag is to remind us that everything else is drag. The role of this drag is to remind us that none of these playthings that we put on are in fact us. The divine has shown this to us as God themselves has appeared in drag. God has appeared as a burning bush, as a pillar of fire, as an angel, as a cloud. God wore drag as a small child in a manger beneath a bright star. God wore drag as a dove, as an elephant, as a white man with a long beard and flowing robes. This forces us to ask the question, why? Why has God, why has Goddess given us drag, taken drag upon themselves and spread drag so abundantly upon the waters of space and time? Dearly beloved, I am here to answer that great mystery. Do you sometimes get bored being your same old self day in and day out? Well, imagine being God for all of eternity. Think of the tedium, think of the ennui, eon after eon after eon in that lonely God cubicle, being perfect, being whole, being one throughout time without beginning and without end. God got bored. God got bored and God determined to put on drag, drag as an exploding cosmos, drag as the vastness of time and space, drag as the sun, drag as the moon, because there is room for the goddess in this house of the holy. Drag as a snake, because there is room for sin in this house of the holy. Drag as an angel, and drag as a fallen angel, because there is room for imperfection in this house of the holy. Drag as a planet, drag as a mountain, drag as a river, drag as a dragonfly, drag as you, and drag as me. But if all of this is drag, if everything is drag, well then what does that make us? If we cast off layer upon layer upon layer and we are left naked, then what are we? We can only be one thing because there is only one thing remaining. The thing that was there before time and the thing that will be there after all eternity. There is only one thing. And that thing is divine. Can I hear an amen? Can I hear an all woman? Can I hear an all the others? So we know that drag is political. We know that drag is personal. We know that drag is sacred. We know that drag is hilarity and frivolity and play. And we know that drag is deadly deadly serious. You are born, you child of the universe, you and you and you and you, 
child of the divine force that animates the cosmos, you and you and you, you are born naked and the rest is drag. Amen, a woman, and all the many, many others who are not others at all, but are in fact from time before and through all eternity, ourselves.